episode 204 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. Today, please welcome Lauren Fern for a fireside chat. I'd like to welcome back to the podcast today, Lauren Fern. Lauren, it's lovely to have you join me again. Um, it's been a while. I think we just established it's been something like six months yeah. since we last spoke. I don't know what I, I really don't know what's happening to the world um, or to me, maybe one or the other. But it's lovely to have you back. <laughs> no worries. Um, you're, you're here today uh, for a fireside chat and talking about something that I am really passionate about, passionate about, which is like building those career pathways within support right yeah that's right yeah so um I and I think this is something that is um it's not like it is careers in support first of all are not obvious like mm-hmm. I think people think of support as kind of a single track you you get in you work on the front line Mm-hmm. And then you either become a manager or you yeah. go elsewhere in the in the organization, right? Yeah, exactly. But we can do we can do so much more with it, can't we? Yeah, exactly. And and I see I see this this um, kind of conversation happening in support driven. Um, I've had you know um, folks ask me about it as well. Is is essentially how do we do it at Zapier? Because um, we've gone through a real process of evolution around this. Um, you know, back when I joined the company in 2018, everyone did everything. So we had a customer champion role and um, everybody was doing a bit of everything. So it was it was a bit chaotic, but it meant that we could really everybody was trying things and pushing their skills. Um, but there was no standardized progression. So there, it, there wasn't even kind of like a senior role um, or beyond that. And so what we did was we introduced back in 2018, we introduced a senior customer champion role and a principal customer champion role as well, um, which is pretty standard. Those, those, um, I think those roles definitely for, um, I think having two roles in support is definitely pretty standard. The principal one might be one, um, that folks haven't really, um, introduced depending on how many people you have on the team and everything. But mm-hmm. I just think it's so important to try and retain, support folks I think I'm biased obviously but I think support people are just the most incredibly smart talented interesting people we should be doing whatever we can to keep people in that industry and keep support fun and and um, innovative and motivating Mm. so that's why I wanted to chat about this yeah, I, and I think you're right. I, I first of all, I agree about support people, <laughs> and and I would also add to like that that set of um, that set of skills and characteristics. I was I would add that they're also multi talented and yeah. flex, and flexible with it, which actually is both a joy when you're within working with a team of people like that because they can turn their hand to anything but but it's also like the danger zone isn't it because it just it blows open opportunity for them within an organization so they can turn their hand to anything so you know I have heard of obviously tech support people heading to engineering or heading to product but even like going from or into success or something but but Mm -hmm. even like going from support to finance and places like just these weird leaps but Uh it's because these people can generally turn their hand to so many things and like how you retain that interest and keep keep them kind of compelled to stay in the team and and exercise those skills to the benefit of the team and the customer yeah exactly and the thing that we found was we had these roles we had these job descriptions and they've evolved over time and everything but then the the sticking point really was that you you have these say you have two job descriptions you have customer champion you have senior customer champion 
there's no there's nothing in the middle to kind of connect the dots to say mm-hmm. okay here's what you need to do to get from a to b um and so what we kind of found was that we'd have folks kind of come to their manager and say i really want to level up um you know how do i do that it, and, and it, it didn't feel very transparent which is just not really at all aligned with what we're trying to yeah. do yeah um, and the core support teams especially are growing and there's a lot of folks in those teams now we really needed to make this a standardized process to a certain extent obviously everyone has different skills so that their tracks might be different but for the most part we needed to make it as equitable as possible so mm. we just recently rolled out um, what we're calling pathways into so we have a pathway into senior customer champion which is essentially it, to, to really boil it down, that sounds very jazzy, but to boil it down, it's a checklist of things that we think people should do around this, that's kind of centered around the job description, but is a bit meatier than a job description that will allow people to really feel like they're ticking stuff off and, and saying, mm. okay, I'm progressing. And I'm a very like visual person. And the way that I see it in my head is that it's literally somebody who is like walking along a road and then they're picking up these skills as they go along and then they're getting further and further along and then the end is kind of like, you know, promotion or whatever it is. Um, and so we we kind of introduced this uh, Pathways into Senior Customer Champion concept um, we, and it's gone really well. It You know, it, it was kind of what you were saying before the call is that it just works kind of thing. So it was yeah. very... So, uh, you said an amazing sentence that you've got to say it, Charlotte. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just, I was just, I was, I was on that path with you thinking about picking up skills. And I was thinking that's, that's almost how I visualize it. Like I just rolled out something within, within my team as well. We were just talking about before the call and the way I see it is almost like tracks as well. So, <laughs> so all the things you just said that don't necessarily like, it's not an abstract job description it's a set mm-hmm. of really tangible things they have a continuum and I think that's important actually that this isn't just a cut off from one thing to the next it's a yeah. continuum and it's and it's allowing people to grow in certain ways and mm-hmm. and grow in different ways as well and and first of all the thing we talked about before was like you know you've got it right when it kind of just works when mm-hmm. it's fairly frictionless to introduce it but but what I found is that like creating something like this creating these tracks that feel more continuous mm-hmm. um, without that hard cut, cut off. My, my my team have just seen themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Like they're all at different stages and they've all got different skills and they've all got different interests. But in I, I have a, a sort of slightly different take on it, but the basic structure with tracks is is very similar, I think, with with these um with these minor like checkpoints and skills to build up. The thing is that that feels like it's not binary. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the point that, and I think that aids that kind of any one person in your team, it helps them see themselves in it because it's not binary. It's like, I'm not, I am definitely doing all that, but I'm not that yet. Yeah. <laughs> They're stuck in the middle. Actually, they can see themselves on that continuum. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love, I love the way that you've put it, that people can really see themselves in it. I'm going to go and tell all of my direct reports about that when, when I finish this call, because I think Mm -hmm. it's a really powerful way of talking about it. Um, So we've, we've introduced these kind of pathways, tracks. um, I think it's a really good way of thinking about it. And as you say, it's been very easy to roll out. It's very simple. It's very clear. Um, We've made it very clear to folks that, you know, there may be you may be working on one thing longer than maybe another person is working on it, but the goal is still the same. The expectations mm. are still the same as well. 
Um, so that's been really, um, really important and very well received. And so we're going to be, we've introduced the pathway to team lead as well, which is very similar. Um, again, if you boil it down, it's a checklist of things like take unconscious bias training, be on the interview team, all of these things that we expect to be a bit of a program of maybe like a six month period so that when a role does come up, someone, you know, has done all of those things that we would expect of a team lead. Um, so <clears throat> that's been really nice as well to to have those just clear expectations. I feel like basically everything comes down mm. to clear expectations, really. <laughs> it, it certainly does. And um, you've described two paths there, one into a more senior technical role and one into a team lead role. Um and growth does happen in different ways, doesn't it? And, and yeah. actually, I'd, I'd, I'd love to like explore with you like how much overlap there is between those two pathways as well. Mm-hmm. I assume that most there's going to be elements of it that definitely both of those paths will kind of their skills that anyone on either of those paths will need. So there'll be some overlap. But but do you see the do you see them as like quite mutually exclusive paths? Once you're on one, are you on that path, or can you you know how how mutable is it all as a as a track? That's a really great question. So they're they're relatively separate because um, we've always kind of thought of of leadership as a separate skill, just like being technical as a separate skill. And mm. so the thing that we tried to do at Zapier, and this isn't like a we don't say that you can never try anything new, but we say it's a really we our recommendation is to choose something and work on that for an extended period of time. You know, I'm not talking years. I'm talking you know weeks or months to really get into it and feel like, okay, is this what I want? Um, and that's mm. what pathways are kind of intended to do. But you're right, there's so much overlap with with both ways, really, because to be um, a team lead, you still are going to be in the queue for a substantial amount of your week. Um, and as a senior customer champion as well, we we try to encourage and expect from folks peer leadership skills as well. So yes. helping to shepherd the queue and making sure that if there's an outage that a senior customer champion um, is around can weigh in all of these kind of things that um, are level up opportunities for folks so yeah they're very we try and keep them separate but there is a lot of overlap um, so for sure it's um, yeah they're both probably useful things for everyone to do as they level up. Mm, yeah yeah and and therefore like despite committing to something for a period of time it's not a complete wrench if you decide it's not for you and you want to yeah. head off on the other path. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's really important to, to, you know, to, to identify that and, and to be able to say, say you have been in a, uh, on the team lead pathway or, uh, you know, we even have folks who have been team leads and the intention behind the team lead role was that you can do it for a while, but if you decide that leadership isn't for you, that's fine as well. Um, so we have folks who have tried it out for a while and then decided that it wasn't for them and decided that they'd rather be an IC and work on their projects and stuff. So um, I think that the pathway allows people to dip their toes in in a bit more of a um, focused but not super committed, like, right, I'm in the role kind of thing. It allows mm. you to kind of, you know, do things like interviews or or doing QA for other uh, folks and things like that that are things that a team lead would be doing on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, how has so when you built these pathways? One question I would like to ask is because um, I I know that I I kind of here where I am now I brought to bear a kind of couple of other experiences I've had in other organisations mm. and I pretty much drew it up. But then you know before before this life I was 
I was giving masterminds where one of the one of the workshops I gave was on career progression and support. And so mm. I kind of had I, I don't add like I don't necessarily advocate for arriving in a role with like a a, a fixed idea of how you're going to do things, but yeah. I, I kind of in this sense already knew the approach I would take, even though yeah. there would be be some flex in it for the specifics of my team and organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Zapier, it's a much bigger team than mm-hmm. I'm working with here, um, and uh, you have the opportunity therefore to bring in a bit more structure than necessarily I have um, in terms of leveling. Mm-hmm. How much collaboration and discussion was there from the ICs about what they wanted this to look like, and and how did you shape it? And and you know, because I think that that um, it seems to me that like understanding what those checkpoints are and, and how people feel they sit on one track or the other mm. is going to be a, a big part of like the, the buy-in that you get from yeah. the team, right? So so how, how, tell me how it was formed. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing really was that we we just, we have such a great, managers and team leads and ICs have a very open communication. You know, we, we do really, really um, have deep conversations about career growth and growth is always something that we've talked about especially within the core support team um to make sure that people feel like that they're progressing and so it's always been a a thing really you know how can we continue to be the best when it comes to Mm -hmm. career progression um and one of the things was to have these different levels but what I would say is that we're still not at that point where we want to be because in the future what we will want to move into is is way more specialization so we have mm-hmm. a principal customer champion role um which is like a we have a rough job description for that but it needs to be very specific to the job that somebody is doing so they make the the kind of common denominator might be like a set amount of queue time project time um you know uh, experiments and things like that but the actual specifics will be completely different um and so there's some ambiguity around that role so it's not perfect but what I would love to do in the future is for us to have more specialization within the team so that we can continue to offer those um, opportunities to everybody Um, but the way that we kind of fielded feedback about this was just through having these conversations of like what do you want to do where do you want to go lots of people saying I want to stay in support but I don't really know what I want to do and I feel like I'm Mm. kind of at you know, I'm, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be, what's next for me. Um, and in terms of the specific kind of t- tasks that we have listed on the pathway, they, they came from conversations that we had previously around um, promotions with ICs as well. So managers and ICs working together to figure out what those specifics are, pulling out the themes of those and then trying to make those into kind of um, specific tasks for folks to kind of tick off their list. So um there's still there's still work to be done, but I think kind of what we were talking about earlier about foundational work. This is a solid foundation, I would say now. Mm, yeah, yeah, and and therefore, um, you, in terms of like how you roll that out, did you um, like just like really practically how did that look? Did you roll it out and like everyone was able to kind of, as we were saying before, kind of identify where they were within that. And you mm-hmm. presumably then you have people at different points on that journey, right? Yeah. And it allows you to identify the one or two missing gaps and actually accelerate people quite quickly mm-hmm. compared to where they might have felt before this program existed, right? Suddenly they're <laughs> in a different place. Is that how you found it? Like practically as you rolled it out? 
Yeah, so the, the 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 biggest thing that we did when we rolled it out was to, we spun up a working group. So we had a manager who was working on it and a team lead and then a group of I, uh, ICs who had kind of said, I want to be involved with this. I feel like I this is important to me. Um, so they were all responsible for really giving the feedback about that and kind of being the voice of the team. And then practically when we rolled it out, it was having conversations in small team meetings. And then we published a um, kind of, essentially I guess a results blog of of how it had gone and what we were what we were doing and, and what the future of that looked like um and then after that what happened was individual conversations in one-on-ones and we kind of said to ICs who were looking to go through that level up process um think about where you're at think about what you want to do think about um what the opportunities are because the the purpose of it was to really raise the bandwidth of opportunities and say like this you you're you're on this list somewhere like where are you kind of thing and so that's been really nice to kind of I think give people a little bit more confidence that they probably know they're probably further along than they think they are um Mm -hmm. in that process so that's always really lovely to be able to say hey you're doing great like this is where you're at these are the other things that you might want to be doing um to to get to that senior role um, and the other thing that we've done is we created a, what we're calling the growth workbook. And so that's a coder doc um, that is a template that we copy for everybody now. But it has all of their goals, all of their metrics, um, anything basically that's related to the individual contributor is all in one place. So people are able to like really keep track of their goals. So they have mm-hmm. skills based goals and then they have practical goals. Um, and that all ties in with those pathways as well. So we've been able to just, I feel like we've kind of gone, here's loads of stuff that you can like use to your advantage. And, and we haven't sort of said anybody has to do anything. But I think what we probably will do over the next few weeks is make the growth workbook required because it allows us to make sure that every single individual contributor is having the exact same experience when it comes to growth. So um, that's the like next iteration of this, I think. Mm, mm, yeah yeah that that makes complete sense um and I think something that you just said there just it just while you were talking about like the the checklist and everybody identifying where they are and it's it's like clear how close you are to that endpoint. Mm. what just occurred to me actually was that there are a lot of echoes here in onboarding as well mm. and, and and actually like if we think I've never really I've never thought about onboarding like this but onboarding is another growth path isn't it it's like yeah that's true you're, you're new to fully fledged um <laughs> and and th- the way I operate onboarding is exactly in that manner it's like these really clear yeah. checkpoints you're picking up the skills as you go along and then you then you kind of cross that mm. that barrier into the next stage which is of course at the start it's just you're doing the job but yeah. but I've never really thought about that parallel between the growth Definitely. side and the onboarding side yeah it's really it is, yeah, but that I, I love that that makes perfect sense it's kind of like this constant evolution of learning um in this in the exact same format but just at different times of your career isn't it yeah absolutely I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that I'm gonna yeah love that. About that. yeah 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 <laughs> what what do you do then um so uh, this is one final question um, for you, which is you, you touched a few times on specialisms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the moment, the, the growth paths that you've laid out uh, going towards, they're going in two directions. They're going in the direction of leadership, ultimately, yeah. or the direction of technical ex- excellence and expertise, mm-hmm. ultimately. Do you see any um, 
any other specialisms in there or any breadth of that to that that you might give over time? And if so, what does that look like? This, this is like the thing that's constantly on my mind at this point, because I feel like there's so much scope for this that, and, and you have to get it right. It has to be the right specialization. So it could be a specific um, type of app specialization for Zapier, because obviously we have so many different apps um, or it could be, you know, more project based because we, we have personal development time where folks work on projects. Would it be something that is more project based? So, okay, this person is going to work on um a specific tool within Zapier um, that we use as their specialization, but then their queue time is exactly the same as what it is now. So haven't really fully fleshed that out yet, to be honest, but um, it's something that I want to start thinking about soon because, and I don't, I hate to say this out loud, but obviously it's nearly middle of the year. (laughs) Oh, it's just Uh, between you and me. Like, no, we won't remind (laughs) anyone else of that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's just a weird place to be because, you know, I really want to be doing this next year. And now it's starting to get to the point where I know before I know it, it's going to be August. I'm going to start thinking about planning again. So don't have a super clear idea. But what I do know is that what we'll do is we'll sit down with all of the all of the team, all of the ICs and and do some feedback around it and have a really good conversation. Like what are you seeing in the queue that you think we could really tap into Um as a specialization and understand what the goals would be of that specialization. So, I mean, other things, it could be that the specializations are, are driven by metrics. So an upgrades kind of um, focus or, or however we want to play that, but there's a lot to <laughs> figure out. So so many directions, which is why yeah. it's hard to craft it in support. Yeah. I, yeah. The, 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 the take I, I built on it in, in my own, um, plan here and and in previous plans is is to think about growth happening in two ways it it happens like in in depth of expertise effectively mm-hmm. and but then also it can happen in breadth and I think like what I've tried to do is build tracks but allow people to run on multiple tracks at the same time mm-hmm. and go to di- different depths um so um my the, the area the specialisms if you want that I've kind of drawn out are more like functional specialisms within the business so Mm -hmm. I have like an operational specialism I have a what I call a growth specialism which is kind of speaks to our relationship with success and sales and marketing then I have a a product specialism and a an engineering and tech specialism so Mm -hmm. so like and and they're not exclusive so so they they can go to that they can walk as far along the track Mm -hmm. on any one of those specialisms as they want but but ultimately they're not exclusive so we can kind of you can dip into one but be quite far advanced on another Mm, yeah love that that's yeah that's super interesting I think um yeah those specializations within the business as well obviously Mm. really help for folks if they did want a long-term move into other roles um you know they've got all of that kind of history of of helping out with with other work yeah and I I find that um you can drive them quite a long way as well and Mm. and um because it's always from the support side um there's there's uh it's not directly it it, it can be uh, uh, exactly as you said it can be a path into other parts of the business but but my hope is that there's enough runway on those tracks that I'm going to retain those people for quite some time you know yeah. um and mm. then you start and then there's other tracks available but then there's also the leadership or like there's the super um 
depth of technical skills kind of expertise mm. that would that would naturally sit with like a senior role or something exactly as you describe as well yeah. it's really fascinating there's just so many fascinate facets to this um, yeah. in support because we're complex people and, and yeah. uh, varied people you know so uh, mm-hmm. it's always it's always an education when I hear how someone else is doing it so yeah thank you for bringing that to the podcast today yeah thanks for having me it's great to chat about it thank you no worries. Um, come back soon. Let's not leave it another six months. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Lauren. Cheers, Charlotte. That's it for today. Go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 204 for the show notes. And I'll see you next time.